0: Baltimoreans is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find, find more podcasts like this at baltimoresportsreport.com. You're listening to On, the home of the all-weather fan. My name is Sam Dingman This is Alan Smith. Let's get stupid.
1: Baltimoreans. Hello Baltimoreans. How are y'all
0: doing? Happy opening week, girl. Didn't that feel better getting us back in our rightful places? Man, I have been at sixes and sevens all winter? (laughs) That's a Britishism. Tis. (laughs) Tis a Britishism, (laughs) isn't it? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 88 of British Morons, the show that, like your Mid-Atlantic Sports Network team of broadcasters, is already in mid-season form. But one of the problems when you try to defense Delman Young is he hits the ball all over the ballpark.
2: He does. I think he's initially looking to turn and burn like he did right there, but he has the ability. Turn to and it. burn. Oh, yeah. He jumped on that one. <laughs> Lester way up high with it.
3: Well, so that's why you hit the home
2: runs. You were a turn and turn burner guy. Burn. Well, if I wasn't turning and burning, I was buggy whipping that baby. <laughs> buggy whipping the baby. You learned that last
0: year. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, folks, is the standard of broadcasting that we aspire to here at the Baltimore Sports Report Network, of which, by the way... Baltimore Ons is a very proud member, along with our other sister-wife podcasts.
1: Which you can check out over at baltimoresportsreport.com slash networks. Now don't get too violent on that
0: slash. Moving right along. <laughs> We've got a very special edition of the program in store for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's our annual nickname episode. Probably my favorite episode of the year. Mine as well. In the nickname episode, we go through the 25-man roster and decide on the most appropriate nicknames for each player, which we will then use throughout the season in moments of both anguish and delight. (laughs) Joining us in the studio is our dear friend Jen, who submitted what is unquestionably the best nickname from last year's nickname episode, which was The Bible Belter (laughs) for Chris Davis.
1: You didn't need to say that. That was redundant.
0: (laughs) Jen will be here to help us decide which of the available options we should choose from for each player. Alan and I have made our own lists, but we haven't shared our selections with each other. And we've also gotten some fantastic suggestions from you, the morons, on Twitter and over email. So we'll be taking those into consideration as well. I want
1: to point out also that if we get anything wrong later in the episode that you feel the urgent need to correct, you should do so at Be Morons on that very same Twitter platform.
0: A bit later in the show, we are going to bring you this week's seventh-inning sketch, which comes to us this week from old-time family baseball's Michael Clare, who recently made the startling discovery that Henry Rowengartner, who you may recall is the main character in the Thomas Ian Nicholas vehicle Rookie of the Year, Henry Rowengartner has a little-known talk show wherein he gives advice not about baseball, but rather about life and love. We'll play you the excerpt from that talk show that Mr. Clare has unearthed, and trust me, it's going to scratch an itch you didn't know you had. (laughs) But first, Alan Smith, we sit here on the occasion of episode 88. Now, 88 to me, while it is both a palindrome and the minimum quality score I will accept in a bottle of bourbon, is an otherwise unremarkable number. I'll bet you disagree. I do disagree, Sam, because the number 88 reminds me of a
1: pile of 3,000-odd pages of bodice-ripping romance and assorted smut that I made it through over the course of a long weekend. You see, Baltimoreans, things haven't always been big podcasting checks, champagne and caviar for your heroes. Because when I first moved to New York City, I was interning a few days a week at the public radio station and looking to do something on the side that might at some point turn into a real job. I was open to anything, confident that the universe would provide for a young man trying to make his way in the big city. It was that trust in the fate of the universe that led me to get in touch with my aunt, an oft-published author who in turn connected me with her literary agent, A young woman who told me that she could use some help with her new business at this point i had yet to read much of my aunt's work but i figured that i was an english major reading was something that i could do emma for that was the young agent's name was delightful if frazzled after buzzing me in she met me at the door to her apartment hair a mess a child balanced on her hip and invited me into a living room cluttered with stacks of paper pets and baby toys it quickly became clear and by quickly I mean that Emma got straight to the point because there was water boiling, a dog to be walked, and a young child, too many things happening for much small talk, that what she needed was help culling through the huge number of slush submissions that she got every week. She had printed out hundreds and hundreds of pages, stacked them together in canvas bags with sticky notes noting the beginning of one and the end of another. What also became clear, on glancing through the very first few submissions, was that Emma was an agent who specialized in romance. Having now read a few of my aunt's historical or science fiction-themed bodice strippers, it makes more sense to me that I would have found myself in Emma's living room thumbing through loose-leaf sheets of poorly written smut. But at the time, it was a bit of a surprise. The routine we fell into was easy, relaxed, and actually quite enjoyable. I would stop by and sit in her living room as her son gabbled happily away on the floor, and she and I would read furiously, pausing every so often to exclaim over a particularly good or bad bit. Or I would stop by and just grab a few bags full of paper and head off to a local coffee shop to plow through someone else's greatest literary effort, someone's all-important entree, someone's opus, and then, like clockwork, reject their finest work. There is a certain strange guilt that comes with blasé rejection of what is clearly someone's amazing effort, but there comes a moment when you read the word turgid for the 15th time and your willingness to recognize the humanity in the author simply dies. It wasn't all romance. Like any time you open yourself to general submissions on the internet, there was the occasional person who either didn't realize or didn't care that they were going cross-genre. A memoir, a novel, an odd collection of poems, and I managed to make it through 88 different submissions over that first four days, mostly in the form of 25-page first-chapter entries designed to give the agent a sense of what they had to offer as an author. Usually what they had to offer wasn't much, and it meant that any actual smut was usually cut off before it got really good, but I did find a handful of things that I was willing to recommend that Emma read. One or two, I believe, eventually got published. So here on episode 88... I want to offer you three pieces of advice on writing and baseball that I learned reading those first 88 submissions. Number one, don't write unless you've spent some time as a reader. We have all been taught that we have a story to tell, that we can all write our own book, our own blog. This is not the case. Much like the fact that many athletes seem to believe that their success at hitting a small round ball makes them sure to succeed at any other thing that they try their hand at. Many people believe that their other abilities will easily translate into writing. Number two, diversify your verbs, sucker! I know we all want to get to the point where his strong hands trace your quivering décolletage, but speeding in makes things unrewarding. It makes them empty. Let things develop over time. Be the Rays, not the Yankees. And number three, Don't write about time travel unless you've thought about it for more than five minutes. Really? Seriously? I cannot say this strongly enough. I read five stories of those original 88, Sam, in which people traveled back in time to sleep with particular historical figures. Two of them were hot for Alexander the Great. Not only was this strange and disturbing as a trend, but no one understood their own rules for how time travel worked. If you're gonna set up a conceit which involves changing quote unquote nothing from the past, you should not then go on to have an affair with Alexander, kill his other lady, and start a war in the first 50 pages. History is sacred, Barry Bonds. Don't fuck with it unless you've thought about the consequences.
0: Folks, as we told you earlier in the show, each year around this time we gather here at Hoot Nanny Studios to conduct the Orioles player nickname audit. We have solicited your suggestions over the last week, and Alan and I have also prepared our own list of proposed nicknames, which we haven't shared with each other. And if all goes well, we should come out the other end of this segment with nicknames for all 25 players on the current Orioles active roster, and you can feel comfortable, ladies and gentlemen, screaming these nicknames at your television. For the next six months
1: now as anyone who listens to this show regularly is well aware Sam and I have very poor judgment so this year we've decided to bring in an impartial arbiter for this discussion our friend Jen is here to listen to all of these submitted names for each player and issue a ruling on which one we should go with Jen
0: are you prepared for this weighty responsibility
4: I, I am the scales of justice gentlemen <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds good for some reason, uh, I envisioned a serpent when you said that, <laughs> like a serpentine judge.
4: I speak Parseltongue, that's <laughs> probably what it was.
0: Do we mention, our friend Jen is a Komodo dragon. <laughs> now, we are only doing nicknames for the people who are on the current 25-man roster, which means, ladies and gentlemen, that you are saved from hearing us pontificate that Nolan Rymold should be called Kitty of course, because as Charlie from the Oriole Spastics suggests, <laughs> say goodbye to him, because it's the last <laughs> time you're ever going to see those. Or, as our friend at O's Birdland on Twitter suggests, just calling him Nolan D.L. Rymold
1: <laughs>
3: It's
0: kind of sad. We also don't need to mention that Manny Machado
1: can go by many different names. You can call him whatever you want, as long as you call him Sir. Thank you, Jake from Bird's Eye View. And also, uh, you have been... I would say mercifully rescued from a series of Henry Rudia puns because he is sadly opening the season in AAA.
0: Now you've only been rescued from those if you never listen to another <laughs> episode of this show. We should make that clear. It's a short term. It's a short term uh, rescue. All right, let's jump in, Alan. All right,
1: what do you have, Sam Dingman? We're going to go right into the pitching category yes. for Mr. Chris Tillman.
0: For Chris Tillman, uh, <laughs> I I was thinking of of previous of Orioles players from previous generations who perhaps flew under the radar a little bit um, okay. uh, with their ability, were never sort of uh, taken seriously, uh, despite the fact that they always put up very good numbers. I thought of Will Clark, who, of course, went by Will the Thrill. <laughs> of course. And so I decided to call Chris Tillman Till the Thrill. Ah, okay. Okay.
1: I went with Prince. Ooh. Now you would think this would be uh, uh, an allusion to some sort of royalty in some way, shape, or form, but I'm actually going for the artist Prince, <laughs> who, no, no. despite being a, a, a well-known star, is only actually five foot two. He's quite short, really, much like all of Tillman's starts. <laughs> five foot two, five innings and two thirds, it matches up surprisingly well. So I'm Ooh. going with Prince as a uh, as a he's 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 a star. But he's pretty short. <laughs> All right, Jen, what do you have to say?
4: Oh, hands down, Prince on this. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's way better than mine. That was called
1: 1999, me me
2: 1999. playing to my uh, my judges. Yeah, I, was <laughs> say, I don't know if you knew me, but nope.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, the the big free agent signing of the year. Uh, We have to come up with a big free agent nickname for him. What do you got for uh, Mr. Ubaldo Jimenez?
0: For Mr. Ubaldo Jimenez, I was thinking about the fact that he is going to be a fixture in the Orioles rotation for the next four years. And so while uh, he is not yet a Baltimore institution, he's going to become one. So I decided to go with Natty Doe.
1: (laughs) Oh, very nice. Much better, I think, than mine, which was simply Old Ball (laughs) Jim.
0: baldy was tempting for me i yeah, have to say so i
1: i feel like uh it was too easy it was a low-hanging fruit so i feel a little bit bad
0: for picking it uh jen what's the verdict oh natty down that one ah, go all right more. all right one-to-one it's one-to-one alan this this by the way is a contest
4: <laughs> when lose track?
0: next up is mr wegin chen yes we chen a oh that's good is that is that your submission that's, that's my submission yes we chen Oh man, and we haven't even gotten to the audacity of scope yet. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, which is not my selection, by the way. Okay. Um I I decided to, to stick with the Chentertainer. That's yeah. Which is was last year's entry, but I couldn't come up with anything better. It is pretty good.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chentertainer. That yeah. was like Thank one you. of the three nicknames from last year that I remembered. So <laughs> 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 to stand for
0: something one of the things i tried to do in generating my list was to without looking at the list from last year remember what i'd come up with <laughs> and then stay away from it <laughs> yes but our nicknames in the past have been so bad yep. that i couldn't remember almost any of them
1: Said <laughs> the same thing to Alan. <laughs> yep, yep yep all right so what do we think for um number four
0: maybe number five depending on where they put bud norris um miguel gonzalez uh i i decided to to go really simple here and just go with Gonzo, but I'd like to explain why I think Gonzo is so good okay. despite the fact that it's very easy. And that is because Miguel Gonzalez is notoriously even-keeled. He's unflappable, and that's hilarious because Gonzo implies that he's crazy and out of control.
1: I eh? uh, I I went in a similar vein. I went with Big Game Gonz. Uh and that is because while he often um I think I think Miguel Gonzalez has a problem of pitching to the level of the competition <laughs> so when he's pitching in AAA or in spring training he gets hit a lot but when he needs to and he can really
0: get his shit together for a playoff push he comes up real real big in the clutch that is both a good nickname and an excellent piece of analysis <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna lose this right
4: <laughs> um no i don't know i think there's his catch here it, mm. it's evocative of both muppets and hunter s thompson
0: all right. Yours is All a nice right.
4: compliment, though. I oh. didn't even consider
0: the Hunter S. Thompson angle. Yeah, yeah well, I that's. Sure I think that's key. Going. This is why it's better to bring in judges who are smarter than we are. <laughs> All right, you mentioned Bud Norris a moment ago, Alan. Let's talk Bud Norris. What do well, you got?
1: I, I was doing a little bit of research, and it turns out Bud is not actually his Christian name. What? I know, I know. It's actually David Stefan Norris. What? But that's just oh, terrible. Oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> Stefan? Yeah. We have a Stefan yep. factor here?
1: Stefan Norris. Uh, but because of that and because of uh, both his physical resemblance to this famous character and the uh, uh, the, the the fact that this inf- was also a nickname for someone named David, I'm going to go with Gomer Pyle.
0: Gomer Pyle. <laughs> well, I went in a, in a... Real name also David. Look it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> First hit that Wikipedia page had
4: this decade.
0: <laughs> I, I, too, elected to <laughs> deride what appears on a physical level to be Bud Norris's low intelligence level. <laughs> um, uh, Bud Norris, uh, an obvious selection would be Beano. Mm. Uh, Beano is a bean-related product, so that made me think uh, beans. Sure. And then I thought, Bud Norris is probably about as smart as a can of beans, <laughs> so I'm going to go with beans. He also, I just want to say, he just looks like a guy who's like, boy, I'd love to eat some beans. <laughs> just love to eat some beans. It does have that look. I also like beansy, you know, that, that's a, a variation we could use. What do you think?
4: Uh, I'm going to go with not Gomer Pyle. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> so, the beans thing works. work.
0: <laughs> I, I also think a good dark horse <laughs> candidate, not Gomer Pyle.
4: <laughs> not Gomer
1: Pyle is close, it, friend?
0: Has, a good, has a good ring to it. All right, let's jump to the bullpen, Smith. And, okay. Uh, let's let's talk about Mr. Tommy Hunter.
1: I I searched and I searched, but um, I I really feel like the tribute to Charles Barkley continues to be the best thing I can come up with. So we're going to go with the round mound of zone pound for another year.
0: I'm going to make Jen's job very boring for this round, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and agree with you completely. There is literally no better nickname <laughs> that I can come up with. Uh, Jen, would you like to take this opportunity to congratulate us on our brilliance <laughs> in coming up with that
4: nickname? You both done a wonderful job this round. <laughs> Carry on.
0: <laughs> Moving right over to Darren O'Day. Okay, uh,
1: this is well, I'm I'm not so happy with this, but uh, you 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 have often um, referred to him as Durn, mm-hmm. and I was just saying the word Durn a whole bunch of times in my head, <laughs> and I ended up with Drano, <laughs> which. I, I see it. Initially is very unpleasant, but then when you think about what it's for, which is for unclogging a nasty jam, maybe <laughs> on the base paths, <laughs> we can see why him being a reliever that comes in to save a starting pitcher could kind of kind of work, but, yeah. but
0: not really. Drano. Drano. Oh, well, also, you know, sometimes Drano is applied via snake. There you go. And and that sort of is like his pitching motion. <laughs> sort of the sidearm <laughs> thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, Jen is a reptile, <laughs> snake. There's, there's synergy here. So, very serendipitous. <laughs> that is perhaps the most appropriate word, serendipitous, <laughs> I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to go with bananas. Uh, uh, throwback. And, and that is because uh, his last name is O'Day. If you relocate the position of the O, you have Deo, which is a song about oh. bananas. And Darren O'Day is crazy. <laughs> so that's why I went with bananas.
4: Huh. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go with Drano on this All one. All right. I'm a <laughs> fan, but I think there's a real opportunity for like corporate sponsorship here too. <laughs> I see t-shirts. I, I yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I've these digs fifth up a little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to Baltimoreans, sponsored by your favorite drain-unclogging product, <laughs> Drano. If you can't get us out of Those. your ears... <laughs> Drink Drano? I don't know what you're going for there. <laughs> well, it may be a better option than listening to this program on a weekly basis. Okay. But Let's move to newcomer uh, Ryan Webb. Ah, well, a smarter man or woman—I don't know which it was—than myself once said, Alan Smith. Uh huh. Uh what a tangled web we weave! Uh uh-huh. When first we practice to deceive. <laughs> I
1: think it was Shakespeare. <laughs> I think
0: it might have been Shakespeare. <laughs> but he could have been a woman. That's true. There uh-huh, are there fair. is some scholarship on this topic. That is true. He
4: could been like Jamie Lee Curtis, like both. That <laughs> don't rule it out. <laughs> I
0: Think that. The, the real thing we should be talking about is the, the striking number, the burgeoning number of similarities between Jamie Lee Curtis and William Shakespeare. <laughs> but we digress. Uh, the reason, so, so uh, what a tangled web we weave when sure. first we practice to deceive. Sure, Ryan Webb, not the kind of pitcher who's going to blow you away. He's more uh, going to try to trick you with a nice mix of quality pitches. Okay. One might argue that uh, deception is his calling card. Uh, so I thought it would be cool to call him the deceiver. All
1: right. All right. That's very it's kind interesting. Kind of
0: like a, a highbrow wrestling nickname. That's very interesting. I ended up
1: in a sort of a similar place because I uh this is a research backed one. It turns out that Uh-oh. Mr. Webb born and raised in Clearwater, Florida. Uh uh oh, which is of course home to the church of Scientology. Mm. <laughs> so I went with the auditor. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed to me i don't know about how you felt about this sam but when we got to see him pitch at spring training he's not a graceful man moving around the field no he lo- he's a big big guy he looks a little bit like ungainly so i feel like the auditor also just sort of works as sort of like a pencil pusher kind of a goofball who maybe right can throw a fastball, but he's not particularly athletically coordinated.
0: Yep. And and you can imagine him coming in and saying, Gentlemen, I'm here to get you through the eighth <laughs> inning. It's not going to be pretty, but we're going to get it done. <laughs> uh, Jen, what are you say?
4: Um, I'm going to go with the one that is not slanderous to the accounting profession. <laughs> and the one with the literary chops. I
0: like the
1: deceiver. All right. I like All the right. rationale.
0: I, am, I do like imagining him coming in every inning, though. And or, uh, every eighth inning, and performing an audit on the lineup. <laughs> I like well, I mean, if they're stressed, Oriole tables actually. <laughs> in a lot of ways, if 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 the Orioles are stressed, you know,
1: he can he can help them out with a little. <laughs> 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 he can see how their Thetans are lining up, and we can we can move forward. <laughs> so, Evan Meek, I know that you, Sam, are kind of a big Evan Meek fan.
0: Well, a smarter man or woman, I'm not sure which it was, uh, once said Alan Smith, the if you meek. you could do two for two Shakespeare quotes. Well, I'm going to go biblical this okay. time. Uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. Uh-huh. Uh, that has nothing to do with the nickname I came up with, which is Meekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> Because (laughs) Alan wins. (laughs) Alan got this one. (laughs) That's too bad because mine's really bad. (laughs) Because because uh, you're you're an opposing hitter. You step into the box against Evan Meek. You're like, this is going to go very well for me. I'm going to put the barrel of my bat on the offerings from this man. And then, oh, what's that? That's a little cutter on the outside corner. (laughs) Meekaboo. Oh. Oh, I, I seem to have pounded that into the dirt just in front of home plate and <laughs> been thrown out by twenty steps. <laughs> Meekaboo didn't see that coming.
1: Well, uh, I'm going to go with um, six of one because <laughs> turns out that Evan Meek, this is his sixth team that he has uh, made a major league roster for, and uh, there's also been six minor league teams that he's played for in the last 12 years so it's sort of six of one half dozen or the other he's not going to last very
0: long mm. I like that the theme here is that Evan Meek is not a good pitcher <laughs> <laughs> I'm <in> a meek-a-boo. <laughs> uh, what do you say
4: I'm actually going with Meekaboo on that
0: action <laughs> yes! I told you mine was real weak yeah <laughs> It was or, hard, but <laughs> the land of the blind. I would, I would also like to file a grievance, Alan. Yeah, uh, against you for conducting actual research <laughs> into the players. Well, I've topped out now, so there's no there's, for the rest of the time here. We're pretty much research free. Because if, if you haven't figured it out already, all I've done <laughs> is come up with horrible puns, and then I'll get, I'll get back into that. Okay, all right. Uh, next up, Josh Stinson. I'd like to know uh, what name you came up with for Josh Stinson. So Josh Stinson, Stinson has always
1: sounded to me since he was on the team like Stetson. In fact, I only ever hear the word Stetson. <laughs> so I'm going to call him either The Hat or All Hat No Cattle.
0: <laughs> well, it could be both. Yeah. You could go The Hat. Oh, everybody's this... not
1: doing well. It's All Hat No Cattle.
0: <laughs> all Hat No Cattle. That's, uh, that's way better than mine. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Mine is... Of a bitch, <laughs> because say it with me now, Josh Stinson, son of a bitch, <laughs> oh. which is oh, what you say every time oh, dear. he comes in, and you think, well, maybe he'll get us out of it this time. Josh Stin, son <laughs> of, of a, a bitch. bitch. I also have to throw one more entry in here. Okay, um,
1: Bird's Eye View did suggest that his name should be Josh Short Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ooh, this is tough
1: this is a
0: tough one um, again all three are very insulting
4: yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think josh stinson would like any of these I'm,
0: I'm not a big fan of our bullpen the more we
4: <laughs> get into
0: this the segment further we go here it's, just, it's it's grim um
4: i think i like of a bitch though i, I like
1: where of we're a going bitch with is that. very good yeah it's very good yeah
0: all right uh next up brian mattis it's gonna be
1: hard to beat mattis faction
0: there i i I can't top Mattis faction either. All right. We got a Tommy. Brian Mattis, I'm just going to call him Tommy Hunter. <laughs> I think you can see the logic there. <laughs> Moving right along, Zach Britain. Well, I want to throw out two very
1: good entries, again, from our Sister Wife podcasts. Okay. One is For Britain Eyes Only uh, from the Oriole Spastics, and 336 suggests Just Great Britain. Ooh. Which is both pretty good. There's a stateliness there that I like very much. Um, I went with Bubbles, which was sort of the opposite of the stately approach. And I can't really remember why. (laughs) I don't think
0: you need to. So I'm just going to let it hang there. (laughs) Bubbles. Uh, I also went with the British approach. Okay. Uh, Britain, which is Zach Britton's last name as well as, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, (laughs) a country in Europe. Um. Uh, it, it's, it's government is, uh, it's a monarchy. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you guys were aware of that. I was aware of that. Go on. <laughs> so, I decided to call Zach Britton Queen Bee, <laughs> because Britain has a queen, and Zach Britton, when he's on, stings the bottom of the strike zone with his sinker. Oof. I can see that my nickname is lost <laughs> by the expressions on your faces.
4: Uh-huh. uh. I think I'm gonna go with Bubbles on this one because <laughs> next year I wanna see you guys try to recall why <laughs> why, why bubbles happen. Or this can be like sort of the rest of the season you could come up with some reason why this happened. The All same right. thing is All
0: bubbles right. is a wire is a reference to the, oh, wire, the wire, which is right. a television show about Baltimore. Right. And and we... Zach,
4: Zach Burton is addicted to crap. <laughs>
0: oh, that was it. That's, that was probably. Dang it. Oh, actually, you know, there is a connection here. Okay. Uh, there's a very there's a very seminal bubble scene where he talks about the dead soldiers uh-huh. being on the bottom of 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 the shoes of the addict, right. from walking down the alleyways. Mm. And Zach Britton, until this year, was very nearly nearly a dead soldier <laughs> from the, the original <laughs> cavalry. Exactly.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right. Thankfully, this concludes our pitching segment <laughs> of the nickname <laughs> episode. But unfortunately, we still have a lot to go in oh, terms boy. of position players. Let's start with the, uh, the catchers, Sam. How do you feel about Matthew Wheaters?
0: Uh, for Matthew Wheaters, who I would like to say, I always draft in our fantasy league, <laughs> and this year was stolen <laughs> from under me by our esteemed j- judge. It was like round nine. <laughs> Not much devotion. <laughs> uh, need I remind you that in 2009, I took him first overall. How'd <laughs> that work out? Much like the Orioles. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt Wheaters, I decided to go with Wheaties, like the cereal, oh, but listen to the way I say it, Wheat Tease, Ah. because the vaunted offense has never materialized. It is a bit of a tease. It's been a bit of a tease.
1: I'm going to uh, both mention that Bird's Eye View came up with Matty Backstops, which is I think a very very good name. Yeah. (laughs) And then also, uh, uh, I I nicknamed him just Jidip until he proves otherwise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jidip, uh, short for, uh, or a a phonetic pronunciation of G I D P? Yes. Okay. Maddie Backstops is good. Maddie Backstops is solid. Jen, what do you say?
4: Uh, We're going with a proxy here. I like Maddie Backstops. All right.
1: Jake's on the board. (laughs) And the only other catcher currently on the roster, Mr. Steve Clevenger.
0: Uh, I went with uh, uh, Clevy Chase for this one. Uh, I can't really tell you why. That's not true. I can tell you why. Because uh, Chevy Chase's reputation, at least in his younger years, was that he's a good time guy, glad hander, not the brightest tool in the shed, but you know, a guy you'd like to have around. Right. And I feel the same way about Steve Clevenger. Don't know much about his uh, intellect. It's probably unfair of me to impugn it in the way that I'm currently doing. <laughs> but Clevy Chase, I feel like, is, is, is a good look. Well, he's the
1: first of three people who I've given the collective nickname of Team Steve. But <laughs> I also think that the nickname we heard down in, uh, in Sarasota for this gentleman, I'm not sure if that's a widely known one, so I may be uh, telling people something they already know. But Pops Clevenger is a very good nickname. Pops, of course, being pride of Pigtown the area of Baltimore in which Steve Clevenger was born and raised. Mm. That's a pretty good nickname.
0: Okay. All right. Pops.
4: I like Pops. Yeah. Pops, Old is, school.
0: pops is better than Clevy Chase. <laughs> I don't think uh, anyone could disagree with that. We're pretty
1: sure, uh, moving into the infield here, that we're just going to leave Chris Davis as Jen's entry from last year.
0: I decided to try to come up with one of my own. Okay. Bastard. It is Davis Staples because his swing is as sweet <laughs> as the hook. Of a song by the staple singers, who of course were, uh, one of the staple singers was Mavis Staples. We should just move on, shouldn't we? Okay, we'll just keep going. Jonathan Scope. (laughs) How do we feel about Jonathan Scope? Well, um, uh, I
1: I, I have nicknamed him Robert Squared (laughs) because uh, one of the, another interesting thing we got from spring training was at some point um, Brian Roberts hit a double. And this is Brian Roberts, of course, playing as a New York Yankee. And he pulled into second base after hitting the double. And uh, Scope wandered over to say hi to him. And I realized at that moment that Jonathan Scope was literally twice the size of Brian (laughs) Roberts. He's like 6'3", 150, 160 pounds. He's a big boy. And uh, Brian Roberts, not a big boy. Not a a, a large man at all. Nope,
0: nope, nope. Scope
1: could have eaten him. (laughs) <laughs> so, Robert Squared. Robert Squared.
0: Okay. I also have
1: two observations from the internet. Okay. One is from um, at Godzilla, who points out that Scope's full name is, in fact, Jonathan Rafano Jesus Scope. Whoa. Which is probably doesn't even need a nickname. <laughs> Rafano? Rafano. Rafino. Rafino. I'm sorry. Jonathan Rafino Jesus. Rafino. Scope.
0: Rufino is an affordable brand of Chianti that is available at uh, most, uh, most 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 <laughs> low end liquor stores. And then Pro tip at Claude Cat
1: seventeen also suggests the Flying Dutchman.
0: Huh. Oh, that's
4: great. Pretty solid. There's like two of those in the Hall of Fame. There's not just one. It's not just <laughs> it's, there's another one too.
1: Yeah. Isn't
0: that Honus Wagner? Yeah, it's Honus Wagner. Yeah. That's so a tall order. It's exactly. Yeah, you're you're it's you're putting pressure. him way up there. Alright, well I'll I'll sneak mine in. I, it's not as good as any of these. I went with fresh <laughs> because uh, scope is a brand of mouthwash, <laughs> sure. freshening the breath, and and uh, Johnny Scope brings a nice fresh presence to the lineup. Hits without batting gloves. It's kind of kind of refreshing. No. Really like flying Dutchman. <laughs> no, I'm
4: gonna go with am I'm gonna go with fresh on this one. All I think right. we should <laughs> several ties with Brian Roberts first. <laughs> That's true. And yes. there's too many flying Dutchmans. I like fresh. Yeah, there are a lot of Flying Dutchmen.
1: Okay. It's kind of the go-to only name that anyone from Holland ever gets when they
0: go elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Those poor poor stoned people.
4: Are they even known for their flight?
1: (laughs) I think it's a specific ship, isn't it? It's like there was like a, there was like a, a ship that flew like a pirate ship, the Flying Dutchman. You're the one that did the oh. research. <laughs> not not that much. I thought it was because Honus Wagner was really fast. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> certainly not. I thought it was because right.
4: all Dutch had wings. Oh man!
1: <laughs> all right, John uh,
0: John Hardy. Ah uh, yes, uh, John Hardy was a railman. That, that's a not relevant reference. <laughs> Okay, uh, for Mr. J.J. Mr. J. Hardy, I went with the inspector <laughs> because the Hardy boys ah, were detectives. okay. And I think J.J. Hardy brings a sort of uh, austere, detail-oriented approach to the mystery of the ground ball. Ah. He seems to inspect it as it comes in. He collects all the evidence and then makes a real targeted throw uh, or accusation... This is a flimsy metaphor. <laughs> anyway, I went with the inspector.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So the, the entry from um uh Jake over at three three uh at whoop take that again. <laughs> the entry from Jake over at Bird's Eye View was uh Soul Patch, which Oh man, is, that's good. Is is an accurate uh Accurate reflection of of JJ's facial hair But also really comes into its own When you think about what often happens When someone's calling a play hit To that part of the field, right? Because the ball is in the hole Or the sole patch (laughs) So you can just say sort of like as in the ball is hit into the soul patch and he flips it on a second and starts a double play. Mm. It really it really rolls off into the uh, the the what you're already going to say. And J.J. does have a remarkable gift for coming up with a ball that is hit deep, deep into the hole.
0: How do, how do we feel about calling J.J. Hardy Davis Staples? <laughs> I'm still not sure I get it. I'm, I'm sorry, Jake. I shouldn't have misappropriated <laughs> okay. your, your excellent idea with my stupid one. <laughs> Uh, so are you going to go with Soul Patch as your submission? That's all I have.
1: Okay. I, fi- I find J.J. Hardy remarkably unnicknameable.
4: Well, his name is J.J. I-, I really like both of these for different reasons. Can it be Inspector Soul Patch?
0: <laughs> I feel really comfortable yes, that. Yes, it can. <laughs> not to equivocate, but. That may be the title <laughs> of this episode. Inspector <laughs> yes! Soul Patch. Inspector <laughs> Soul Patch. That's pretty solid. Oh, man. All right. Uh, moving on to what I think is going to be a hotly contested one. Ryan Flaherty. We do have to take a pause here because we've been asked to adjudicate
1: between two members of the Baltimoreans, Baltimore Sports Support Network. Mm-hmm. Um, the Orioles Spastics, of course, have been a long time um, Ryan Flaherty fan, nicknaming him Mr. F. And of course, the BSR podcast has decided that his nickname is Flash. Mm. Now, I sort of think that Flaherty Cat is still a pretty good nickname for him until he proves that he can regularly contribute to the major league level. But- What do you think, Sam? Mr. F or The Flash?
0: Um, Well, The Flash to me has an ironic tone given the Mm. fact that he is neither uh, super of power or fleet of foot. (laughs) Uh, No flying Dutchman he. Um, So I I feel like Flash is, there's there's a meanness there that I'm not against necessarily. I do actually have to say, not to bring it down, uh, the Mr. F joke, it, not on the part of the Oriole Spastics, but on the part of the television program Arrested Development, has always been one that I, I have a little bit of a hard time laughing at, because I never really liked that the joke, with, spoiler alert, I never really liked that the joke <laughs> with Rita's character was that she was mentally retarded. I thought uh-huh. that was a bit of a low blow on the part of that show, uh, and perhaps signaled the uh, the gutter-type humor that they went for in the fourth season um again not to bring it down but um so so it's a tough call for me i think i apologize i apologize dean charlie and chris oh wow i think i in this i think it between those two i think i lean flash hmm interesting interesting now for my my for my part i went with fly rye <laughs> Okay, And I went with Fly Rye because I feel like uh, there's a little bit of a building narrative that this is Ryan Flaherty's year. This is his chance to be a, a regular big leaguer, a chance to maybe not become a star, but be a solid defender and potentially uh, sneaky, powerful uh, bottom of the order bat. He was flashing leather pretty well
1: in his uh, first game as a starter.
0: He was, and, and so I think, you know, he needs a nickname that's going to encourage him to kind of own his sort of uh, dorky workman-like abilities, which is why I've gone with Fly Rye. I, I just think that you can't get
1: around the fact that the Orioles Spastic successfully got him to sign one of their business cards from Mr. F.
0: That is that is very difficult to escape.
1: Yeah. I think he sort of embraced that now. He can't get away.
0: Jen, a lot of factors on the table with yeah, this one.
4: What are the names again still? <laughs> Did Alan even have one?
1: I, I still am putting forward Flaherty Cat.
4: I, I think I like
0: that one. Flaherty Cat is good. Second
4: would be Flash for your reasoning.
0: Okay. All right. Flirty Cat. Was Flaherty Cat one from last year? It was. Oh, man. I think it was one that we didn't
1: have until we uh, we sort of we discovered it on air as we were talking our way into it.
0: <laughs> I think
4: I suggested <laughs> avian bones for him last year.
0: You did suggest avian bones, <laughs> and it is again better than anything we've come up I'm with. A flair to cat. <laughs> All
1: right, how about uh, Steve Lombardosi? Uh, Lombardosi Mendias, the king of kings. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs>
0: That's
4: fucking great. <laughs> catchy easy to put on t-shirts
1: yep
0: lombardozzi mandias
1: it just just barely would beat out saltamacchia for the longest name in
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> major league baseball as an also ran i will submit mine uh which was nodos
1: ah because, also a member of team steve should
0: point out yep and and a key a key <laughs> member of team steve <laughs> yeah um i i'd go into my logic behind nodos but there's no way it's gonna beat yours <laughs> yep no you're right yeah <laughs> all right uh Moving to the outfield. Whew,
1: down the stretch we come. David Lowe. Uh, Operation Hagee on Twitter suggests David Yolo Lowe. Mmm. Pretty solid.
0: Mmm. That's got, and that that's also got a, a little bit of a bounce and a lilt yep. to it. Yep. Which he, he runs very gracefully, so mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. What about you? What did you go with?
1: Uh, I have never seen David Lowe play or have any <laughs> sense of him as a player at all. So I was unable to come up with anything particularly creative off, off of his uh, off of his playing style. Okay. Um, so uh, we – essentially, I, I, I kind of embrace the YOLO, but I think that instead of the L, uh, it may have to be a, a B, so Yobo, as in you only bat <laughs> instead of you only live. Um,
0: you only bat once in the which, late innings as a defensive replacement. As, as a defensive replacement, exactly. <laughs> oh, I like that very much. Yobo. Yobo. Uh, well, I, I similarly have very little sense of him as a baseball player. However, I do recall an interview he gave where he said he adheres to a very Spartan, strict diet. He only allows himself to eat pizza once a year. Whoa. He only has 3% body fat. He seems to me to have a little bit of an obsessive personality, (laughs) which of course made me think of Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver, which Ah. is convenient because Travis Bickle refers to himself as God's lonely man. So, God's Lonely Man is my <laughs> entry. Well, wow. Travel. Wow. Uh,
4: I like Yobo on that one. Yeah, Yobo's great. Isn't it Yobo Lowe? Yobo Lowe.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh. A bolo. Yeah. We could all rock bolos. And it, David Lowe would be so sad, I think, but we would be so happy if we all showed up to <laughs> Oriole Park in bolo ties and said, it's for David Lowe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think people would get it. I think he'd be okay. Yeah. So... uh the other big name acquisition so far in the offseason off is is Nelson Cruz. Yes. What do you think about Nelson Cruz? And I should say, cruising in the USA is at Nick in Motion's suggestion for this particular entry.
0: Cruising in the USA is good. It's all right. It's all right. I went, uh, inspired by our rental car from... Uh, florida sure which you can listen to the Baltimoreans' spring training special which is entitled floridian fellowship <laughs> to hear quite a lot of that particular car's turn signal <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Just, alan you guys just loves <laughs> making turns just because we got lost a lot turns. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well we i uh, we on that trip, we're driving a rented Chevy Cruze, mm-hmm. uh which is a sensible midsize American sedan. Sure, and and, I, and then I was thinking that's kind of what Nelson Cruz is. <laughs> and now I don't know if he's I don't know if he's uh, an American by birth, but um, nope. <laughs> okay, so Ask that Mr. shoots that one in the foot. <laughs> um, but I went with sedan. Oh, because I think he's sort of he's sort of he's built. He's built about like you'd want a baseball player to be built. Nothing flashy about it. Okay. And like okay. a sedan, he does the important things well. <laughs> um, but doesn't the, really get on base very well. He, well, but, you know how important is <laughs> okay. on base percentage? Fair enough. Because Fair enough. you know if we're if we're engaging in late eighties baseball analysis. Sure. Just how important like just is like the percentage? just like the Ford Cruise
1: or the Chevy Cruise, whatever that was. Chevy Cruise? Yeah. Just like the Chevy Cruise, the gas mileage is pretty
0: poor dingers and rbis (laughs) that's what i want out of my sedan
1: all right all right well uh i i went with horatio um (laughs) oh of course
4: (laughs) this can't be weirder than (laughs) sedan
1: well obviously as a reference to uh famous british admiral horatio nelson um still not seeing it (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's all i've got
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, S- pretty easy one, Jen. Sedan on this one. Just <laughs> yeah, gonna go with sedan. Although
4: I, I feel like it's nick. I feel like he'd be hurt by that.
0: <laughs> oh wait, I just got it. Horatio Nelson. Because yeah. his really? first name is Nelson Cruz. Correct. <laughs> ah, I'm sad about how long it took me to figure that out. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Mr. Coming, Jones coming down the stretch. Uh, I went with Jonesy. Which is an obvious choice, but I'd like to explain my rationale, which is uh, I don't know if anybody out there is a port fan. <laughs> Again, <laughs> pandering the judges. To the judge. <laughs> uh, if you like a nice tawny, nice tawny port, can I recommend uh-huh. a very smooth Australian brand called Jonesy? Now, who plays the game of baseball more smoothly than Adam Jones? Nobody. Mm. man is the tawny port of center fielders (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to call him jonesy not just because it's his name but because it's the name of jonesy port all right
1: well i i also went with one from the uh the previous iterations uh the good doctor Mm. uh, dr jones um and i think that again i'm playing to the playing to <laughs> my, my judges here slightly but i i believe dr jones or the good doctor is a pretty pretty good nickname for that
0: as well very solid very solid
4: Wow, I accept your pandering from <laughs> both of you. This has been very flattering. Um, I'm going to go Dr. Jones on this one because it's mm. more fun to yell, but I think there should be in quotes or parentheses, the Tawny Port of center fielders <laughs>
0: is really... We've given him a subtitle nice. for the yeah. year as well. <laughs> I'll accept that, especially if I can drink Tawny Port while we're watching the mm. game. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, Nick Marcakis. Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Uh, I went, so last year we went with Grizz, I yeah. believe. right. Uh, because he of, actually
1: came into camp looking more like a Grizz
0: than he's ever looked before. He, he was looking grizzly. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a grizzled veteran at this point. Yep. Uh, despite the fact that he's not very old. But I thought, uh, g- Grizz didn't really feel right. But you know what feels right? Grits. Oh. Especially if he's going to be our leadoff hitter. Yeah. Because, uh, every good breakfast starts off with a bowl of grits every <laughs> Orioles lineup starts off with some Nick Markakis, and he's gritty. He's gritty. So that's why I said grits.
4: A lot of food stuff's on the field. Yep. I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> I like grits, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's like pretty solid. Right.
1: I think grits is a keeper.
0: I, there's a, I mean, there's a food component to yours too, Alan, patty cakes.
1: Sure. Also a child's game.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> with... <laughs> See the well, okay,
1: so uh, th- this is this is going to be a probably the most contentious nickname <laughs> of, mm. of the entire experience. What are you going to go with, Mr. Delman Young? Delman Young, uh,
0: I decided to <coughs> uh, I thought that the first part of his name, Dell, reminds me of Hell. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, and Delman Young has a bit of a reputation for being sort of hot-blooded, uh-huh, fiery of temper, indeed. But also, there's some thunder in that bat. Against lefties. Against lefties. (laughs) So when he really wants to, he can raise hell, both off the field and on. One might call him (laughs) the Dell Razor. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, I went with Dell the Junkie Homo Sapien. (laughs) 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 Because he's not particularly funky, but he's a bit of a junkster.
4: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, contentious. so well, race I, to the bottom. I, out, I like that his first name is literally one letter away from demon, but that was the road that you traveled to, to, to get to why it reminds you of hell. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. But okay. Uh, let's go with Del Razor. Okay. okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Del like Razor's that. nice. It's nice. All right, bringing up the rear in this segment, as well as. <laughs> Running the, the basement. <laughs> Mr. Steve
1: Pierce, another Team Steve entry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we we called him Trash Can last year uh, because of his his resemblance to same sort of a sort of a, a squat broad fella. But on watching him play in the field and run around the bases, I don't think that in fact this version of Team Steve is a trash can. I think he's more of a fire hydrant. Okay, all right. So
0: so you're going with hydrant or fire hydrant? Sure. Fire hydrant. Okay, uh, I went with Ambrose. Um, <laughs> are you guys familiar with noted uh, 19th so century?
1: We're, so we're ending strong here?
0: Huh? Oh, you, you guys are of course familiar with uh, the 19th century the famed 19th century uh, muckraking journalist Ambrose Bierce. Of course, Of course you are. Uh, you know well that uh, after a long career of um, uh, criticizing the government through poetry, and um, uh, writing sardonic uh, uh, articles uh, about the the poor state of American culture, he disappeared mysteriously in Mexico and was never heard from again. Uh, so, bit of a bit of an outcast, bit of a weirdo, okay. uh, who who had something unplaceable that that we felt we just couldn't do without, uh, which is a lot like Steve Pierce. Also, Beers and Pierce rhyme. <laughs> Critical to the logic here. That's what I got.
4: I don't suppose any of the Twitter followers came up with anything in there, huh? <laughs>
1: well, uh, I mean, the, the 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 spastics have always referred to him as Steve Pierce. Ooh, yeah. It's pretty good.
4: All right, I'm going go with Ambrose on that one. What? Only if only because I think fire hydrants are useful. <laughs>
1: Michael
0: Clare, coming up next, will be outraged. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes the 2014 Orioles Nickname Audit, ladies and gentlemen. Use them wisely. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, so you should be okay. <laughs> Thank you to Jen, our fearless judge. Uh, she is available to mediate marital disputes.
4: Purely impartial, all day and all night. <laughs> Contact her
0: at judgejen at com. That's not real. (laughs) You're listening to Baltimore on the home of the all-weather fan. My name is Sam Dingman. And this
1: is Alan Smith. Now, folks, as Sam told you earlier in the broadcast, old-time family baseball's Michael Clare recently made the startling discovery that Henry Rowengartner, the main character in the 1993 film Rookie of the Year, has his own radio show, upon which he imparts sage advice and wisdom to his listeners on such topics as relationships, mortality, and parenting. Mike was good enough to share this archival recording with us here at Baltimoreans, and we'd like to play it for you
2: right now.
0: Henry Rowengartner from-
2: This is Henry Rowan Gardner's Advice Corner. Hi, that's me. I'm Henry Rowan Gardner, and welcome to Henry Rowan Gardner's Advice Circle. Uh, For those of you who don't know, or remember, or care, I was the teenage wonder who, uh, despite child labor laws and school and whatever, was allowed to pitch for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, now, a lot of people come up to me and ask me and I say, uh, hey, Henry, uh, how were you able to succeed in the majors for a full season with uh, little to no breaking ball? Or um, how did the union react to a player like you showing up and taking the job of someone who was actually old enough to pitch? Or uh, what was Chet Stedman like? <laughs> Funky butt loving is what I say. Uh, the answer is who gives a crap? That was 20 years ago. I'm trying to move on with my life. You should move on with your life. Uh, especially because uh, after three separate attempts to break my arm again, I have uh, lost the use of my right hand. Now, the questions I want to answer these days uh, are about love uh, and relationships and the search for meaning. Uh, Now, I I may not have uh, quote-unquote finished college, but that doesn't mean I don't know a thing or two about life, okay? So, uh, let's get to those letters. First one. Dear Henry, I'm a 15-year-old boy in love with a girl, and she doesn't even know I exist. I mean, she's gorgeous and funny, and I tried to get her attention, but she seems to have no clue I'm alive. What can I do? Sincerely, Hopeless in Seattle. Uh, Hi, Hopeless. Uh, First, uh, don't worry. There are plenty of fish in the sea. You're only 15. Older than when I was, when I was with the Cubbies. uh, You'll definitely find someone that's right for you. What I would say to do to get her attention, though, play catch with some bullies during lunch. They throw the ball for you. You uh, you run to go get it. You trip on something. You break your arm. If all goes right, you start playing for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, You're the toast of the town. You're rich. You're famous. Of course, she's going to notice you. Uh, Of course, at the end of the year, your arm is healed, and you'll realize that all your friends uh, only cared about you for your success, and you will be left with nothing but painful and bitter memories. okay next question dear Henry my husband Harry is getting older but still wants to be able to play with the grandkids unfortunately he's put his back out and it's difficult for him to move around too much is there a way he can still be the cool granddad without leaving him stiff and sore for days signed old but not dead Uh, my advice is uh, maybe take a yoga class limber him up uh, and you can always underhand toss the ball that worked out well for me I mean sure that was the last happy memory in my life but it was still a happy memory thanks for writing in Okay, I think we have time for one more. Dear Henry, our family recently lost our beloved pet cat, Myrbles. It's been devastating to us and our two young children. What can I tell them to help them deal with the death of their pet? Sincerely in mourning. Well, first, let me say how sorry I am to hear about the death of Myrbles. Pets can provide uh, such happiness and warmth to the home. And I can also understand how difficult it is to tell young children about the finality of death. So I think is most important is that you let them know that you love them uh, and that unfortunately we are nothing but ambulatory sacks of rotting meat, uh, that you're born and you immediately just begin dying. (laughs) I mean, it's not something we like to think about, but our muscles, our bones, our sinews, I mean, everything about us is uh, one day going to be washed away like we were never here, just absolutely blasted into oblivion. And yeah, yeah, we'd like to think our consciousness is gonna live on, but I mean, come on, it's a fairy tale. Hell, did did, did anybody care about me because of my, my wit, or my personality, or my big heart? Uh, no. They only cared about me because of my youth and my ability to throw a fastball. I mean, once my body failed me, so did everyone around me. So, so you tell your children, you tell them to grab hold to their youth and never, ever, ever let go. Because once it's gone, you'll find yourself in your mid-thirties, eating day-old pizza off the ground and wondering why you are ever burdened with the curse of existence okay sorry again for your loss uh well uh that's all the time we have this week uh come back next week when i'll answer more questions about love life and the pointlessness of existence uh go cubbies henry Ruhlen-Furter. Ruhlen-Furter. Rosenberger. Ruhlen-Furter. that was henry rowengardner's advice corner.
0: Our show was written and produced by Sam Dingman and Alan Smith, and this week's seventh-inning sketch was written, produced, and performed by Michael Clare. Check him out at oldtimefamilybaseball.com. Our fearless nickname adjudicator was Jen Adams, and our music, as always, came from Marshall York, James Carter, Town Hall, Weather Report, Fish, and the Black Crows. You can find all of our episodes in iTunes, where it is also almost startlingly simple. to leave us a review, which we'd appreciate. And you can also find us at bmorons.com and on Twitter at bmorons.
1: I want to thank all the people out there who also submitted different nicknames to our very lengthy list. You are very much appreciated. Uh, the the amount of coming up with nicknames that Sam and I do is fun, but it's way more fun with all of you. So, Sam. Yes, sir. What do you call Henry Arudia? When he's processing his sadness about beginning the season in the minor leagues
0: by dipping cubes of bread into a bowl of warm cheese. That'd be Henry Fondue Rudia. Good night.